Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. Today, you'll be hearing a message from Pastor Crystal Stalling of Crystal Stalling Ministries International. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you're empowered and equipped by today's message. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. And it reads, For as the body is one, it has many members, But all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. Verse 13. For by one spirit, say one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, and and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Say one spirit. I'm going to read it one more time. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit, say one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Say one spirit. spirit. Now turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, our subject for tonight is church members connecting by functioning in the same spirit. Turn to the person on the other side of you and say, neighbor, our subject tonight is church members connecting by functioning in the same spirit. Now put your hands together and give God some praise for the subject. Here we see in the scripture... Paul talks about being one. And to be one, first of all, is to be in harmony. The root word for the meaning of harmony is to fit together. To fit together. As the body of Christ, we know that we have to fit together properly. A portrait of harmony, or the perfect portrait of harmony, would be a happy family, or a happy church, or a happy choir, a happy praise team, a happy music ministry, would be a a perfect portrait of harmony, or fitting together properly. It doesn't mean that you don't experience trouble or go through various trials, which we all know that at some time or another in your life you're going to experience. But what it does mean is you don't allow that trouble or you don't allow those trials to hinder you from connecting and functioning as one spirit. It does mean 
although you go through various things in life, despite those things, you are still committed to connecting as one body functioning in the same spirit. Amen? Isn't it hard to find things that you don't like? Isn't that hard to find people doing stuff that you don't like? That's not hard to find. So, you know, we, we deal with that on a daily basis on our job, in our household, as well as in the church. So it's not hard to find those things. But to be in harmony is when despite things that you don't like, when things are not going the way you like for them to go, Despite having to deal with people, you might not like the way they act. You might not like some of the things they say. You might not even like the way they treat you. But despite all of those things, you are still committed to connecting together as church members and functioning in the same spirit. Now, see, now that, now that can be difficult. That can be difficult. But you've got to be committed to doing it. Committed to being one, connecting together with your brother or your sister, despite your differences, and functioning in the same spirit. As a church, members determined to connect as one body don't allow these things to hinder them from doing such. So let's consider what the Bible says in reference to being one. Let's go to St. John chapter 17, verse 20. Let's see what the Bible says when it pertains to being one. Can I take my time and just teach on tonight? St. John chapter 17, verse 20. This is what the scripture says when it pertains to being one. Now, this is what Jesus prays for all believers. It says, I do not pray for these alone. Now, look at this. But also for those who will believe in me through their word. That they may be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. So he said, up here at the beginning again, I do not pray for these alone, in other words, those that are currently in the body of Christ, but also for those who will believe. So, He had prayed for you before you even became a part of the body of Christ. What was the prayer? That you be one with your brother, your sister. He had already prayed that the doves and the stolons connect together and function in, in, in the same spirit. Before we even met, he had already prayed that. He had already prayed that the Austins 
and the walkers connect together and function in the same spirit before they even met. He had already prayed that you and your neighbor, you can put your name in it, connect together and function in the same spirit before you got to OCC. Jesus had already prayed that prayer for you. That's how important and essential it is for the body of Christ to connect and function together as one. He had already prayed that prayer for you before we became a part of the body of Christ. The one that he, 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 he prays for is not, and this is very important, an organizational, but a spiritual unit, unity. Not an organizational unity, but a spiritual unity, which consists of being one in your thinking, in your words, and in your deeds. Because you can be a part of an organization, the same organization, and still not be one. You just unified from an organizational standpoint. In other words, we are all a part of the same organization. We all a part of the double NACP. Hey, did I say that right? Ooh, they all gonna think real bad of me. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> NAACP. We all a part of the NAACP. So we the organizationally, we are unified. But that don't mean we unified spiritually. Cause we can have different doctrines. Different beliefs, different opinion and views about important things in the word, but still unified from an organizational standpoint because we all are member of the same organization. So he's not talking about that. He don't want you to just be a member of OCC, but he wants you to be connected spiritually in your thinking, in your talking, and in your deeds. Are you with me? So this is what the Bible is saying when it pertains to becoming one. To be connected in thinking, in words, and in deeds. The second thing Paul mentions in the scripture is he talks about the body. And when he refers to the body here in in scripture, it refers to the literal body or the physical body being of a person. Also, the Greek word for body is soma meaning a sound whole, and not just a sound whole, but functioning well. We've established that. Theologically, it refers to the ecclesia, which is the church. The church is known as the body of Christ. So God's desire for his church is to be healthy and to be functioning well. It's not enough just to be a church. But God's desire for his church is to be healthy and functioning well. Not functioning mediocrely or just barely minimally functioning, but functioning well. When the body of Christ is unhealthy, it can hinder the body from functioning at its full capacity. Just like when you are not functioning, or when you are not healthy, it hinders you from functioning at full capacity. You ever had a bad headache? 
that put you in the bed. It made you turn off all the lights. And everything had to stop. I don't care what you needed to do or what you were doing. But it hindered you from functioning at full capacity. It hindered progress. It slowed down progress. Everything had to stop. So the same as when it comes to the body of Christ. If we're experiencing experiencing issues that's causing the body of Christ or our church to be unhealthy, it hinders progress. It slows us down. It stops productivity. Are you with me? Another thing that can hinder and stop productivity in the body of Christ and cause it to be unhealthy is dealing with messy people. Now, y'all, y'all do know we have to deal with messy people, not just outside the church, but inside the church. We have to deal with messy people inside the church. We have to deal with people who like to dr- do drama inside the church. Y'all know we got drama queens in the church. We don't just have drama queens on our job. We don't just have drama queens in our communities. Because the same people that are in our communities and on our job, they come to the church. So we have to deal with those same things still in the church. But drama and being messy can hinder our progress in the church. It can cause the church to be unhealthy. Can I talk to you on tonight? So, soma meaning a sound whole. When the body is sound, it means it's functioning well. When it's whole, it means it's not divided. So, to be functioning well and to be whole means not only to be productive, but not to be divided. Now, let's see what the scripture says when it pertains to being divided. Let's go to Matthew 12 and 25. Matthew 12 and 25. Got it? 25 says, But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. So we see two things happen here. When a house is divided. Number one, the house will be brought to desolation. Desolation denotes a state of unhappiness, a state of being miserable. Now, I know you didn't come to church or become a part of the body of Christ to be unhappy or miserable. You ain't come here for that. I know. You ain't come out of the world into the church to be miserable. It also says, every city or house divided against itself will not stand. And to stand means to be 
productive, or to be prosperous. So a house divided against itself will experience two things. It would experience desolation. You would end up in a state of unhappiness, a, a, a state of being miserable, and a state of being unproductive. And we don't want that for the house of God, right? We don't want that for OCC. We want to be productive. And we most definitely want to be happy. So this is what the word of God says when it pertains to being divided. The third thing Paul talks about here in the scripture is back at our theme scripture. We'll get back to it. Verse 13 says, For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body. He talks about the spirit. The Greek word for spirit is pneuma. In one sense, it means breath. Pneuma means breath. Literal breath, which is cause, which causes one, you know, to exist. Just like in the book of Genesis chapter 2 where it says, And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. He gave mankind the life that only he, God, could do. God contains life. There's life in him. John 1 and 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of man. Theologically, spirit means God. So let's establish the spirit we're talking about here today is the spirit of God. Contextually, spirit, spirit, uh, spirit also means God. It is also contextual, contextually meaning vital principles. When it's vital, it's something that's needed for life. So in other words, the spirit of God is something that's needed in order for us to be who God is calling us to be as individuals as well as as a church. We have to have the spirit of God. It's vital. It's necessary. It's not an option if we're going to be who God has called us to be or who God has, why we exist, to be who, what we exist to be. As a child of God, I need God's spirit in order to exist the way God has ordained for me to exist. As a church, in order to exist as God has ordained for his church, it is necessary and essential to connect and function, somebody say, in the same spirit. We can't operate in different spirits. But we got to operate in the same spirit. You ever met somebody in the spirit different from yours? And you'd be like, they got a different spirit. Ooh, something ain't right about their spirit. You know, we can have some jacked up spirits. We can have some funny spirits. And there's all different kind of spirits you can meet. Demonic spirits. 
But we want to operate in that same spirit, which is in the spirit of God. Let's consider an account of people functioning in the wrong spirit. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. And look at an account of people operating in the wrong spirit in the church. Mark 11 and 15. Got it? And it says, so this is when Jesus had to cleanse the temple. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple. And overturned the tables of the money changers and the seat of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry words through the temple. Then he taught them saying, it is not written, is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. But you have made it a den of thieves. Now here, looking at this particular scripture, contextually, temple, the temple was a place dedicated to worship. Just as today, our church, the church building that we use is dedicated to worship. And there were people in there operating in the wrong spirit. To the point that Jesus had to put them out of the temple. Because they was operating in the wrong spirit. They weren't operating in the spirit of God. In other words. Various things took place in this temple, according to the divine will of God. This temple is a place where Jesus was found by his parents. When they had been looking for him, Jesus was in the temple, sitting in the midst of teachers, listening and asking questions. Also in this temple, the early New Testament church including the ministry of the apostles, had uh, interaction with the lame man. It's a place where Peter and John healed the lame man. Y'all remember that account where he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give. Rise up and walk. After the resurrection of the Lord, the early church met regular at this temple. And many signs and wonders was done by the apostles within the walls of the temple. But then, on an account, Jesus caught these people acting in the wrong spirit in the temple. So we have to be careful that we don't allow ungodly things to take place. In the church house. We can't allow ungodly things to take place in the church house. And with where we are today, during this day and time, if we're not careful, we'll try to fit in with what society is doing in other churches and allow that stuff to 
infiltrate into our churches. Because see, every church is not God's church. Every church out there is not God's church. That's why we have to be careful what church we go to. God's church is known by the fruit that it bears. You have churches out there that allow all kinds of stuff to go on in the church that's not of God, that's in contrast with the word of God. So we have to be careful that we don't allow that stuff to infiltrate and creep up in our church who has been set aside to be God's church. And people got different reasons that they allow all of this different stuff to go on in their churches. Sometimes it's to get members. Sometimes it's, you know, to get money. They got different motives, different reasons that they compromise and allow all of this different stuff to go on in different churches. But we have to be mindful and make sure that we are doing things and functioning according to God's divine will for his church. And we as people of God have to to connect together and function in the same spirit, in the same spirit, in harmony with the spirit of the Lord, in harmony with the word of God. Just somebody said the same spirit. We got to operate in the same spirit. Another thing Paul says here in our theme scripture, it says, For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slaves or free. The baptism by one spirit refers neither to water baptism nor to the baptism in the belief in the Holy Spirit, which occurred on the day of Pentecost. But this baptism is referring to the Holy Spirit baptism of baptizing the believer into the body of Christ. In other words, when the Holy Spirit inducted or united you into the body of Christ, and get this, made you one with your brother and sister in the Lord. So when we gave our lives to Christ, it was the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, that united us with other brothers and sisters in the Lord. Because when we connected up with God, we connected up with other brothers and sisters in the Lord. Because it's men and members, but it ain't but one body. So he united us all together. And when we operate in different spirits, then we operate Against the order that God has orchestrated for his body to operate. Because he joined us all together. He joined us all together. Are you with me? It's a spiritual transformation or regeneration. Which occurs at conversion. And puts the believer in Christ. Go to John chapter 20. 22. Let's look at this. John chapter 20 and 22. You got it? 
We're going to start at verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hand and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And this was not the baptism of the Holy Spirit like on the day of Pentecost. This was receive the Holy Spirit as far as being baptized into the body of Christ. This was after the resurrection, but before his ascension. So he was uh, establishing the order under the new covenant, under the New Testament. Baptizing them into the body of Christ, making them one in the body of Christ. Regeneration is recreating and transformation of the person by God. And he or she becomes a child of God and tells somebody a new person. Just as in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And all and old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The Spirit of God has baptized you and set you here at Overcomers Christian Center to receive everything you need on a weekly basis. You're not at Overcomers Christian Center by happenstance. Because the Bible says that God set members in the body as he pleased. So he set you here at Overcomers Christian Center or at Abundant Life or at a place of refuge for you to receive everything you need. And God gives us what we need sometimes directly, and sometimes he does it indirectly. So he sets you here for you to receive everything you need on a weekly basis, on a Sunday, and on a Wednesday night Bible study, indirectly through your pastor. God set you here. God set you here. That's what we have to keep in mind. That's what we have to... Uh, keep before us. God set you here. Because when you really realize and understand God set you here, you won't be easily moved. You won't allow disagreements to move you because God set you here. You won't allow the fact that you're not happy about the way something's going or it didn't go like you thought it all went because God set you here. To get everything you need. To be productive in every aspect of your life. And he didn't just put you in OCC, but he also put many of you in various ministries inside the church. Some he sent here to be on the praise team, to minister in songs. Some he sent here to usher. To be a greeter. Some he said here to specifically be a musician. 
to be a part of the music ministry. He, strate- he, he strategically set you in the body of Christ. One body, many members. He strategically set you in the body of Christ as he pleased. That's why we have to be careful and we don't allow anything to cause division in the body of Christ. We don't allow anything to get us out of, get us out of our set place because we were set by God to serve in specific positions for the glory of God and to receive everything that we need to be productive in every aspect of our lives. The last thing Paul talks about in this scripture is for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greek whether slaves or free and have all been made to drink into one spirit. All been made to drink into one spirit. We know spirit being God. To drink contextually means to take in or to receive. We've all been made to receive from one spirit. Not eight or nine, ten different spirits. But one spirit. One spirit. Because there's a whole lot of different spirits out there. You got all kinds of demonic spirits out there. So we got to make sure we're drinking from one spirit. We're taken in from one spirit, which is the spirit of God. That's why we can't listen to a whole lot of different people. That's why we can't have all these different pastors. You need to have one pastor. Because if you listen to that five or six different pastors, and they operate in different spirits, then what that makes you? Confused. Confused. And that, and now, and that causes you to become unstable. And if you're unstable, you're double-minded. And what the Lord said about a double-minded man, he won't receive nothing from God. Nothing from the Lord. So we all got to be drinking from that same spirit. Same spirit. And God has so blessed the refuge connection of churches with bona fide men and women of God that we can receive from. Amen? The Holy Spirit guides us as individuals individuals, and as a church into all truth. You have a lot of spirits out there, demonic spirits, that will try and do the job of the Holy Spirit. But it won't lead you and guide you into all truth. And the Bible lets us know in John 10 and 10 that the devil come to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. So that's where demonic spirits will lead you. Into destruction. The amazing thing about the Spirit of God is how he causes us to receive from him. Every Sunday from our pastor, directly and indirectly. And the thing about it is, if you're drinking right, you will leave thinking, talking, and acting as you should. But if you're drinking wrong, you can leave wrong. 
In other words, sometimes we come with wrong motives. Sometimes we come with messiness. Sometimes we got so many problems until we allow it to hinder us from drinking and receiving properly from the word. Because sometimes you can be going through so much, and if you, ain't, if you ain't got your mind right, all that trouble and problems that you can be experiencing in life can cause you to be so pessimistic. And the, and the pastor is teaching and preaching and trying to build up your faith, but you're so pessimistic, you can't even receive the word that's being proclamated. He's trying to tell you to trust God, and God's going to turn it around for you, and he's going to fix it for you. And all you can think about is how long you've been in it and how he ain't fixed it yet. He'll be preaching his heart out, trying to tell you to step out on nothing and believe God for something. And all you can think about is, well, I ain't got no money to step out on nothing. So we have to be careful how we come. We got to come to the Lord's house hungry and thirsting after righteousness. And the Bible said if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we shall be filled. We got to come expecting God to give us everything we need to help us to be productive in every aspect of our life. We got to come with the same mindset and the same spirit. Expecting God to feed us everything that we need to be productive in every aspect of our lives. Can you imagine if we come here every, every Sunday and every Wednesday, connecting together and functioning in one spirit, one spirit, the experience we would have? Even in the book of Acts, when they when he uh they were filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it was the, they were described as speaking the wonderful works of God. And I believe if we connect as one body, like God so desired for us to do, that God will pour out such a supernatural blessing until our conversation on a daily basis will be a testimony. That's speaking of the wonderful works of God. Because all we'll be done, doing is telling all the good things that God has just have, has done in our lives. So our testimony will be the same as on the day of Pentecost. Every time I talk to him, every time I talk to her, they talk about what God done done. Every time I talk to him, all he talking about God done fixing and turning around. Every time I talk to her, she talking about God done put money in her bank account. Every time I talk to him, he's talking about he done got a new car. She done got a new house. He done got a promotion on his job. She done got a new job. Her children done got saved. His body done got healed. That's all I hear him saying. Talking about what God done done. If we come together and function on the same spirit as we should, as people of God, I believe that God, would do just what the bishop said that God is going to do in this year. We'll experience supernatural increase, supernatural blessings on a daily basis. And we'll be able to declare like the word of God says in Deuteronomy 28. Because we honor and obey God. The blessings of the Lord are run us down and overtake us. 
We won't only be blessed in the city, but we'll be blessed in the field. We'll be blessed in the country. We'll be blessed going in and blessed coming out. We'll be above only and never beneath. We'll be the head and not the tail. And then when our enemies come against us one way, they'll have to flee and leave seven different directions. The Bible declares we'll see our enemies uh, defeated before our face. Everywhere our feet tread belongs to us. Everything we set our hands to do shall prosper. I believe God will do that. I believe if we'll keep us of the covenants of God, we'll prosper in all that we do. If we just come together, connect as one body, and function in the same spirit. Somebody said the same spirit. We got to stay in the same spirit. The same spirit in thought, in our talking, and in our deeds. And expect supernatural blessings and increase to manifest in our life on a daily basis. Can you stand a supernatural blessing in your life? Can you stand a supernatural blessing in your life? You sure? No, somebody had a book out one time. I think it was Bishop Jay. Can you stand to be blessed? A supernatural blessing. And we cannot allow the trials that we face in life. We cannot allow the trouble that we go through. We cannot allow our differences of opinion and thought in the body of Christ, whether we like somebody or dislike somebody, their attitude, to stop us or to hinder us from coming together and experiencing the supernatural power of God. Amen. Come on, put your hands together and give God some praise. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.